Welcome to the Thought Boss Podcast. This is your host, Nicole. I'm here to show you that all the help you need is already inside of you and that you're far more powerful than you give yourself credit for. I'm glad you're here. Now let's turn you into a Thought Boss. Episode 16, Shame, Shame, I Know Your Name. Hi guys, I'm so excited to finally be back at the podcast game. I know it has been a minute. I think that probably the podcast is one of the best ways for you guys to learn. So I'm back. I'm so excited. Today I want to talk about shame and it's kind of one of those ones that you probably want to skip over, but please don't. It's so important and listen to it by yourself if you need to, but shame is one of those things that we totally avoid. (laughs) It really hurts. Just the word shame makes people kind of cringe and feel really yucky. Nobody really wants to admit that they ever feel shame. We want to believe that shame is just for broken people or people who have done terrible things or people who are in therapy. But what nobody really sees or wants to admit is that literally everyone battles shame. And for most people, it is actually on a daily basis. Like I'm a life coach and I feel shame all the time. It's just one of those feelings that is everywhere and can come up from anything. So um, if you've ever had thoughts like, I'm not doing good enough. Why can't I get this right? I would be so embarrassed if anybody knew about this. Or I wish my life was more like so-and-so's. If you've ever had thoughts like that, you have for sure felt shame. So there are really endless thoughts that can create the feeling of shame. Remember how all feelings are created by thoughts, right? If you don't remember that, go back to some previous podcasts because that's a really important foundational thing to understand. So, yep, shame is just one of those feelings that shows up all the time with a multitude of thoughts. But it's not because those thoughts are true. It's because you've spent a lot of time trying not to feel shame and trying not to think all those thoughts that bring shame. When shame shows its ugly head, you like to hide. I like to hide. I totally get it. It feels terrible. You think it's bad to feel shame because you believe it, because you think that it's true that you're just not good enough. And you believe that you never can be because there's just something wrong with you. Here's how shame shows up in your life. We're going to play it out so that you can get this quick glimpse of it. We're going to go back to middle school when shame got real intense for us. In elementary school, we're still kind of like, I'm cool. We don't really understand the concept of being weird. Like eventually we start worrying about what other people are thinking of us. And that's when shame starts to show up. It's a totally normal human feeling. It starts when we're really little kids and then it kind of continues into adulthood because we don't really know where it came from and we think that it's just true that people should be judging us and that if we're not like other people, there's something wrong with us. So anyway, let's just go to middle school. Let's just give you a little scenario. Like let's pretend we're at lunch. Okay. Lunch at middle school, you're in the cafeteria. You pick up a thing of pizza in the little line. You guys remember having pizza, right? That was like my least favorite thing to get. I think I always got nachos or something like that. I have no idea how they get away with feeding kids pizza and nachos for lunch and having that be nutritious. But anyway, that is not my wheelhouse and we will never talk about on that on this podcast. So anyway, let's pretend you got some pizza 
And like one of my friends used to do, you grabbed a thing of ranch and you dip your pizza in ranch dressing. Now in middle school, kids are ruthless, right? Like if they have an opinion, they're going to say it. So let's just say you've been doing this since you were a kid. No problems. Totally delicious. But suddenly one day in sixth grade, someone points at your lunch plate and says, "Ugh, you eat ranch with your pizza? That is so gross. Now what happens in your little sixth grade mind is a whole bunch of thoughts. But the feeling is what shows up first. You recognize this pit in your stomach. It feels terrible. It feels like embarrassment. It feels like a rock in your stomach. It may make your face red and hot. Your hands might be kind of shaky. Your shoulders might slouch and you'll want to look down. Those are all physical manifestations of the feeling in your body of shame. It makes you want to hide. It, want to, it makes you want to pretend that you don't actually like ranch on your pizza. It, it, maybe it makes you want to make fun of the other person or find something weird about them so that you don't feel so alone or so that you don't feel pointed out. This is how shame works. It shows up and it feels so bad that we would do anything not to feel it. So we try to pretend that we don't feel it or we try to pawn it off on somebody else. That's called resisting, replacing it, rejecting it, trying to get rid of it. That's all the resisting of shame. So here's what we're not seeing. That shame showed up inside of your body, not because somebody said something to you. It was because of the thoughts in your head, because of the thoughts that you had about yourself. You see, your brain is wired for human connection. Human connection is a survival need. It's, a, it's like a survival instinct. Your brain believes that if we have the approval of other humans, we'll be safe. We'll have food and we'll have shelter and we'll be part of the tribe and we'll be able to have posterity and we'll thrive. Um, it feels like it's really important to have human connection. And it totally is, right? But not in the way that our brain thinks it is. It sees human connection and acceptance as absolutely vital to your survival. Now, it's your brain's job to keep you physically alive. We've talked about this before. And your brain will more often use bad feelings to do that. Some of the thoughts going on in your head during this incident were probably something like this. And by the way, these thoughts happen so fast that they're not really sentences playing out in your mind. They're more like just habitual reactions to a situation. You're able to recall the words afterward when you're thinking about it. But at the time, the thought happened so fast that it's not an actual sentence in your mind. Otherwise, it would take forever to have a conversation with somebody because of the thousands of thoughts that we have every day. But if you were to ask yourself, what are the thoughts you were thinking when this happened, you'd be able to come up with something. And it might be something like, oh, maybe this is weird. Maybe I'm weird. Where did I learn this? Ugh, I'm so embarrassed. I wish nobody could see me right now. I wish I was normal. What other weird things do I do? Why did I ever start doing this? I'm such an idiot. Maybe if I ate exactly what he's eating, it would be better and he wouldn't make fun of me. These are all versions of the same thought. And they're all essentially, something is wrong with me. It's such a painful thought. And it's totally believable too. At one time, your brain came up with the thought, probably out of fear, out of worrying that you weren't doing a good enough job because it thinks it's a survival instinct. And from then on, it began to find evidence for the thought. Your brain has been like a detective looking for evidence that that thought is true for a long time. 
So at this point, my clients want to ask, okay, I for sure do not want to feel shame. So how do I not feel shame? How do I just tell myself I'm great and ignore people and repeat positive things a hundred times a day? How do I get rid of shame? It's really tempting to want to run from shame. It's an uncomfortable emotion. We don't want it to be there because if we accept that it's there, then it means that those things are true, that we should be feeling shame, right? And that to us would be the ultimate failure. It would be us admitting that we really aren't good enough. It would mean that it's really our fault that we're not good enough and that we're, we've never been good enough and we don't deserve love or happiness or peace, which would be awful, right? Like the end of the world, essentially. So when I tell my clients to lean into shame, they get really nervous because nobody wants to feel shame. They think that's a negative emotion, so they shouldn't be feeling it and they just want to get rid of it. They want to feel confident and they want to feel peace and they want to feel comfortable but shame is a part of your human experience. So when I tell my clients to lean into shame, there's obviously a reason that they get scared. They think that it looks like feeling overwhelmed with bad thoughts about themselves and just like sitting in their bed and crying or hiding up under the covers or watching Netflix and eating a bunch of ice cream. They maybe think look, that it looks like deciding to feel bad about themselves and believe all the thoughts. But... It's not at all what it is. That's the great news. Feeling shame, really feeling it and leaning into it is the only way out of shame. And it looks so much different or, and it looks way different than you might think. Here's how I face shame when it comes up for me. First step, I journal about it. I just, it's just writing. Everybody hates the word journaling or like, They think of like this whole like dear diary thing. This is just you writing words on paper. There's nothing wrong with it. Super healthy, totally normal. Okay. So what you do is you write about the situation that's making you feel shame. Now there will probably be other feelings there too. Frustration, anger, embarrassment, loneliness, probably some awkwardness, maybe feeling excluded, feeling some fear. That's totally normal. Okay. Just let whatever comes up Just write it all down, all the things that you're thinking, all the things that you're feeling, all the dark thoughts that are in your brain, all the worries, all the fears, like maybe I'm really not good enough. Maybe I've never been good enough. Maybe this is the reason, like whatever comes up in your mind, write it down. Okay. We are worried that if we write it down, it kind of like cements it or puts it in stone, but that's not true. It actually has less power, not more when you write it down. So allow all those thoughts to be there, allow them all to come out on the paper and don't judge them. Just get curious about what's going on in your head. Ask yourself some questions. Why am I feeling this? When did it first come up? Why do I, or what, what do I believe about myself? What am I worried? I believe about myself, write down all the things until you've at least filled up a whole page, just free, write. Don't cross things out and write until you fit, feel a bit of relief until you feel like, okay, most of it's out. And it might take a few minutes. So from here, I want you to grab a thought from what you've just written, like go back and read through it and grab a thought that makes you feel shame. It might be something like, why can't he just love me exactly how I am? Or, oh, I wish I was different. I wish I could change this part of me. I wish I was normal like everybody else. Maybe it's even something like, I have no idea how to be what people want me to be, or I don't know how to do this. How do other people know how to be a human, how to be normal? 
Maybe it's something like, I'm never going to catch up. I will never be like so-and-so. I'll never be popular. I'll never have friends. I don't know how to do that. Why can everybody else do this and I can't? What is wrong with me? Only you can know what brings up shame for you. So it's for sure going to be more than one thought, but you only need one thought for now for this exercise. Okay, so just grab one of those thoughts that you wrote down and pick it. Okay, now stop thinking the thought like don't keep going on and on about how it's true. And what I mean by that is don't think any more thoughts that are going to make it worse. Just hold on to that thought. See the shame that it has created. Okay. Now you need to move out of self-judgment and into self-assessment. Get curious about your thoughts. They're just there. They're just words. They're just pathways that have been created in your brain. Imagine they're kind of just like floating in front of you and it's okay that they're there. There's, there's no reason to resist them. Okay. It means nothing about who you are as a person that they're there. They can be there and not be true. So we've got our thought and we've got our feeling. Now close your eyes and find where the shame is in your body. Stop looking for words and start looking for energy. Where is the energy in your body? Is it a rock in your stomach? Is it a shaking in your chest? Is it a heaviness in your heart? Shame is an emotion. An emotion is just an energetic pulse that's in your body. Your brain has the ability to create energy in your body. You resisting feeling the shame doesn't actually get rid of it. It literally just stores it in your body. It stores that negative energy. Resisting is holding on tight to it and refusing to let it go. It's doing the opposite of what you actually want to be doing. When you hide from that energy of shame, it feels tight and scary and threatening. You're not truly feeling it. You're trying hard not to feel it. So you've got to allow yourself to feel it. That looks like letting it be there. So find a quiet space and find the shame in your body. Describe it to yourself. Is it cold, warm, hot, hard, soft, squishy? Is it all over? Is it in just one spot? Now just observe it. Just feel it. Let yourself feel it. Don't judge it. Let it be there. It is just a feeling in your body. So lean into the feeling. See what it feels like to just sit there. This looks like allowing it and not resisting it. Don't be afraid of it. Trust that it's going to be okay if you let yourself feel shame. Just trust me. I know it's kind of scary. It feels terrible, but it actually feels less terrible to let it be there. So stay there sitting with your shame for as long as you need to. It's not necessary to do it quickly or slowly. There's no such thing. The slower you go, actually, the more you allow yourself to move through it and the better it will move through you. Maybe you'll cry. Maybe you'll yell. Maybe you'll break down. Whatever shame looks like to you, it's perfect. It's okay for it to be there. Now, instead of resisting the shame, see it as this welcome friend. It's not going to hurt you. Have some compassion for the part of you that feels shame. Say in your mind words like, I see you, shame. You're welcome here. It's okay for you to be here. I'll let you hang out. 
I'll sit with you and I'll just let you be. I'll just watch you. There's nothing wrong with you. I love you. Put your hand on that part of your body where you feel the shame. For me, it's like in my gut. Just put your hand there and just send a loving energy to shame. Let them exist together. Shame can be there with other feelings. You're a multifaceted human and you're amazing at creating feelings. You can create shame and you can create love for yourself at the very same time. See the shame as a separate part of you. It's just a feeling. It means nothing bad about you. Let it be there and choose to love it. Choose to love it despite it feeling terrible. It's been your friend for a long time. It's supposed to be part of your human experience. The human experience is beautiful. Our experience of color in the world wouldn't be complete without all the grays and the browns. They provide this beautiful contrast for the pleasant feelings or the pleasant colors, the things that we like. It's the same thing with negative emotions. Shame provides this great contrast to feeling confident and feeling comfortable. So I want you to just say hi to your shame. It's okay for you to be here. I've tried to reject you for far too long, but you're a part of my human experience and I love you. I want you to sit with your shame until you're no longer resisting it. It will still be there, but the sting will be gone and you'll no longer be afraid of shame in that moment. Eventually, it's just going to dissipate. You're going to be like, wow, I can totally handle feeling shame. This is actually not so terrible. And every time that shame shows up after that, you're going to be prepared. The more you come to know your shame, the less terrifying it's actually going to be. Shame can't hurt you. It's just a feeling in your body. Only you can hurt you by resisting the emotions that are meant to be part of your human experience. Shame is a part of life. It's not good. It's not bad. It just is. So lean into it and love it. This is the first step to healing those parts of you that believe that you aren't whole and that you need to be fixed. This is going to provide immense relief because instead of resisting the shame, you're just going to let it be there. What I want to talk about now is how to get over the thoughts that were creating the shame in the first place. So your brain thinks it's really necessary to believe the things about you that your brain has always told you. Like, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing good enough. I'm a terrible person. Nobody likes me. Nobody wants to accept me. And the reason that it thinks it's really necessary to believe all these things is because it thinks that it's keeping you alive. It, it thinks that if you believe I'm not doing a good enough job, then you'll work really hard to be doing a good enough job. And then you'll be accepted and then you'll be loved, which means that you'll have food and you'll have shelter and you won't have to worry about that. But your brain isn't advanced enough to understand that when you feel shame, you actually don't show up as your best self. It's not actually creating human connection. So negative emotion isn't actually serving you, right? So I recently had an experience that I want to share with you. Um, recently, I spent some time with somebody that I don't like to choose to spend time with. And the reason I don't spend time with them is because I feel terrible when I'm around them. I don't like what my brain is telling me about myself when I'm around them. It's usually thoughts like, I would be better if I was different. 
or I should do exactly what this person wants me to do and then they will love me and I will be accepted. I'm not a good fit for this relationship. I hate being who I am. I wish I was different. I wish I didn't feel this way. I'm doing something wrong. I can't figure this out. I can't get this right. The reason I'm thinking these thoughts is because they're habits. These thoughts have been on repeat for the entire history of this relationship. So every time my brain sees this person or thinks about this person, it pulls up that file and it thinks the thought that I've already created. Your brain likes to be efficient. So this is why it will keep thinking the same thoughts that you've been thinking forever in any specific situation. Now, long ago, my first approach to this was to defend myself. I was really defensive. I had a mindset of like, I'm better than you. And this was just an attempt to feel better about myself. I was still believing that this person had told me, or I was still believing what this person had told me, which is that I should be different. I should say things. I shouldn't say other things. I should act a certain way, etc. If I wanted to be good, if I wanted to be right, if I wanted to do this relationship right. Now, beyond not liking being told what to do or who to be, I hated believing that their definition of a good person was right. In my mind, I believed that they got to define what a good person was. Me believing that they were right and everything I was doing was wrong made me feel immense shame. And instead of feeling the shame, I would hide. I wouldn't speak. I'd try to get away as fast as possible. I'd get angry and defensive and snappy. And that's not how I want to show up. It just doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like me. Now, here's the interesting part. I thought that in order to fix this relationship, I had to fix myself. So I went really gung-ho on it, trying to change all the parts of me that were not in line with what this person wanted me to be. And for a bit, I was successful But it was so exhausting and not true to who I was that I grew incredibly resentful and emotionally drained. I finally had to coach myself through the shame without trying to change any of the parts of me. So what I'm saying is that I don't want you to experience and allow shame so that you can feel it and then become a different person who who fits in and does all the right things. The purpose of feeling shame is to allow whatever feelings are coming our way. It's not to change us into a different person. Shame is useful if it invites us to embrace all the parts of us that are weird and strange and seem dark and unusual. When I finally decided that I don't like being around this person and that's okay, I started to feel relief. I took the responsibility for my emotions and feelings, but also decided that it was important to value my own sanity and well-being. I decided that I don't have to change to become more lovable or to fit in. I get to just be me, and of course people are not going to like that. I have no control over that. What I do have control over is whether or not I like myself, whether or not I accept and love myself without trying to change myself. See, on the opposite side of shame is pride, which was me showing up like, I'm better than you, Um, you don't know what you're talking about, Um, you're doing everything wrong. That was on the opposite side of shame. I just flipped it in reverse. But where we really want to land is somewhere right in between shame and pride. Because pride feels arrogant. It also doesn't feel great. Shame feels terrible. It feels like there's something wrong with us. So if we could land somewhere in the middle of there, where we're not feeling pride, 
and we're not feeling shame, that's called confidence. It's where we know I'm not better or worse than anybody. Who I am and what I do is okay. There's nothing truly wrong with me. I love myself. I see my flaws and I see my gifts, but they don't define me. I'm the only one who can be me. I love to be me. We want to get to a point where we're not afraid of shame, but we're also not repeating thought patterns that create more shame. Because just because it's okay to feel shame doesn't mean that all those things that we are thinking that create shame are true. So when we feel shame, we can use it as a cue that our brain is thinking a thought about ourselves, and then we can go into observe mode. We can start to see what our brain wants to tell us. We don't have to slap a positive thought on top and try to ignore the original thought. Instead, we can get curious about what's happening in our brain. Say something like, hmm, it's so interesting that my brain wants to tell me that I'm doing something wrong right now. What if I'm just being me and that's exactly how I should be? What if I'm doing this human thing exactly right? What if there's nothing to change here? Curiosity is a wonderful emotion. It allows us to separate ourselves from the thoughts in our brain, the ones that our brain insists on feeding us just because it's a habit. Curiosity allows us to not have to own every thought that comes up and instead just observe it as something our brain is offering us. It's okay to start saying, no thanks brain, I'm good. I don't, I don't want to accept that thought. I don't want to believe that. It's okay to say that to your brain. I want you to feel the feeling of self-acceptance though. Self-unconditional love. It's freeing. It feels light. It feels like a weight has been lifted when you decide that however you are is exactly how you're supposed to be, that there's no right or wrong way to be you, and that there's truly nothing wrong with you. Here are some thoughts I'd like to offer you that feel amazing. Once you've processed shame and you're ready to turn off the negativity faucet, feel free to take any of these thoughts as your own. I am me. I love being me. This is a good life. What would it look like to love myself right now? I can feel shame and love at the same time. It's okay for this to trigger me. Maybe I'm bad at this and that's okay. I am so lovable. I love the things about me that make me different. It feels good to be me. I could be wrong about this and that's okay. Maybe it's okay for me to feel this way. What if this part of me is a gift? What if it's a strength? I am whole. I am lovable. There's nobody else I'd rather be. I want to offer to you that wherever you are, whoever you are, shame does not have to be your story. Self-hatred and judgment does not have to be your norm. Your brain lies. It lies to you. Its job is to create fear and shame. You can observe it and not believe it. Your most powerful asset is your choice. No matter what your brain offers you, you're allowed to choose. You get to decide that there's no wrong way to be you. You get to decide that exactly how you are right now is good enough. You get to be the expert on being you. And you get to set boundaries from a place of self-love and acceptance rather than fear and shame. Shame doesn't have to be scary, but it's also not your destiny. You were made for joy and love and self-acceptance. Because when you show up in total acceptance of yourself, it allows others to do the same. And it really makes the world and your world 
a better, brighter, happier place to be. I'll see you next week. Hey, thanks for joining me today. I want to invite you to begin your mental wellness journey by connecting with me on Instagram. Send me a direct message with what you'd like to hear on the podcast and sign up for a free coaching call. Space is limited, so grab your spot today.